You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Legends House After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Legends House After Show. The boys are back in town. The legends are on the network. You ask, we deliver a Legends House After Buzz for you. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to Legends House After Buzz. We're doing episodes one, The Boys Are Back, and episode two, The Cart Before the Horse Today. I'm Christian Rosenberg, but I'm not doing this alone. I got a star-studded panel with me. I mean, some future legends in themselves. Studded, studded. I caught that little pun you you cast there. Horse, stud. <laughs> you, you're a funny guy. I actually didn't plan on that, but that's the hobo. <laughs> and next to him is our current predictions champion, Soapbox Mark. Donica. Oh, he took it from me, the bastard. I'm going to keep it from you. I took this from you, so it's fine. I don't have Raven. any. I don't have any gold over here. <laughs> I feel a little left out. That's I just, all right. You got a nice shiny ring there. How much did that cost you? This ring was actually my grandfather's. Oh, really? If I pawned it, it's probably worth a good chunk there, wouldn't it? I would I'll keep him so. away from you. All right, I appreciate <laughs> oh, that, Mark. Yeah, oh. yeah, that, yeah. That won't that won't sell. Be happy the smarks in between you and me, right? Uh, you'd end up with a lot of things missing. By the end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got Legends House, guys. It is on the WWE Network. It is the most watched show on the WWE Network. They keep reminding us. And they keep reminding us on every Raw, SmackDown, main event, you name it, they do it. And really, it's it's hard to forget why. The show, there's just something about it. It's magnetic. Well, it's, it's the real world for senior citizens. <laughs> Which, uh, right now, our country has a real love for senior citizens. You know, the greatest generation served in World War II. This is just a little bit after that. That is little brothers. So, uh, we we can find a lot of love for these people. And uh, they're some of the greatest wrestlers of all time. Let's well, face it. Well, not yeah. just wrestlers, but personalities as well. Oh, yeah. personalities, yeah. big personalities. Well, well, let's let's break down who is in the Legends House. Kind of like a quick rundown of the people in it. First off, we got Tony Atlas. Oh, yeah. The, the, how old is the guy and he's still jacked to the nines? It doesn't matter because his arms are 22 and that does that just settles all the scores. All the numbers in the world. Yeah. Um, WWE Hall of Famer, one half of the first African-American tag team champions, along with the great Rocky Johnson, another Hall of Famer. Um, fans today remember him most as, at one point, managing Mark Henry, as well as uh, being the Ed McMahon for the Abraham Washington show. That's true, <laughs> yes. And he was on, there was a, a MTV True Life, I'm a Pro Wrestler, and they caught up with him yes. before he went back like to WWE, and it was sad. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. He was did like, you not he was, see that? He was a former legend. He was a, he was a WWE legend and a former... Like, they, 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 followed, they followed him. They followed Triple H in China. And then they followed like one or two guys in like, in, like training. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. 
I can, year, I can assure ago. you, though, that Tony Ellis still does smaller shows. In fact, I know up in Oregon, he just did a show very recently where he worked with some younger talent and appeared on the show himself and was was the legend of the show, a huge draw. Mm. Hmm. Oh, yeah, they, they, they still draw. I mean, well, hence, they're drawing the numbers for the network. Absolutely. Yeah. Hillbilly Jim. Now, this was this is the guy I'm the happiest is on it because he is one of those guys that's been forgotten because i mean he he was around in the 80s had a few injuries so he didn't really have the f- like full length successful career as all of them but still just a polarizing figure on his height his size and just just a good old farmer boy he was one of those faces that you could always go yeah i want to see this guy win it's it i the the way you said this is one of the guys that you're happy to see like meet any time hillbilly jim shows up i'm like yeah <laughs> he's just one of the he's one of those characters, one of those guys where he was always he always did good work. He was always very entertaining. And like you said, his size, he still he looks great yes. right now. He's managed to maintain his overall well being, I think maybe through yoga, some stuff that came up later in the first episode. But yeah, he looks great. I mean he's the pride of Mudlick, Kentucky. <laughs> I mean, and he knows it, and he's he's just happy to be anywhere he is. Mm. He's not gonna be here long, but he wants to have fun while he's here, and that that I can really appreciate it. Mm. Now, a guy who Hasn't really kept up the shape that he had during his prime. Howard Finkel, uh, the greatest ring announcer in in human history. The most addicting ring announcing voice. Uh, my lifelong dream was to win the Intercontinental Championship and have him announce it. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. Well, but, Howard, Howard has kept up a shape. Do you know what that shape is? An, a circle? Round. His shape is round. <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah, he's gained quite a bit of weight. Well, he's admitted that he has done such a thing and has tried to reverse it, especially on this show, taking advantage. He's trying to lose the weight. Good for him. Good yeah. for the face. He's, ta- he's taking advantage of all the opportunities that are presented to him, and he's doing everything to the fullest that he can while he has this opportunity. He's very much like a, a a great underdog on this show. Kind of, yeah, actually. He doesn't have any sort of real in-ring experience as the rest of them do. Even even Mean Gene has some in-ring experience, <laughs> but Fink does not. Yeah, and yeah, let's, let's bring up Mean Gene Oakland also there. So we have like a few of like the announcer, interviewer guys in this. Uh, mean Gene, he's one of those guys that looks almost exactly the same as he looked 30 years ago. Just a little older. Just a, yeah, little, just a couple older. more wrinkles, but still the same guys, still the same sounds delivery. Sounds the same. Sounds yeah. exactly, sounds exactly, the, exactly same. the same. He should be on QVC. I was saying to myself <laughs> as as he was explaining something or, or talking about food, he was just describing food, and I found myself even hungrier than I already was. Give him and Tony Atlas a show on the Travel Channel. Oh my or give him God. and Tony Atlas a traveling food show on the network. Brilliant. I love both ideas. Yes. That's genius. Make it happen, people. Come on. Um, another guy that really hasn't changed at all in God knows how many years, the mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart. Yeah, you want to talk about not changing this guy. Whew. I mean, he he we saw in, in the second episode how he keeps up his hair and I mean, you probably could have had the whole runtime for that. <laughs> uh, like that entire yeah. sequence of It was a of, tutorial. You comb it, it this way, you make sure it's sprayed and you comb it back and then you make sure that's sprayed and then it's up and it's like 
I feel sorry because he, I mean, they make such a big to do about having to share a bathroom in the first episode. Feel sorry for Hacksaw and Piper in the other room, just like, God. Wait, waiting to use the mirror. <laughs> yeah. He's got to get the hair just right for every second of every day. And he, you know how he didn't, he did not reveal. What his hairspray was. He said no, it was secret. a special mixture. My God, really? Yeah, it was spray paint. <laughs> Jeez. It, it was lacquer. It's spray paint <laughs> and super glue. Yeah. <laughs> How does he get it out at the end of the day? He doesn't. He, he doesn't. That it just that. permeates into his skin, and that's how his skin stays just like this. He has a, he has a new pillow sheet every night. Wow. Uh, Pat Patterson, the first ever Intercontinental Champion. From Rio de Janeiro, he Cr- got the championship. And... And again, like today's fans, they know him most as in the Attitude Era being Vince McMahon's stooge. The Attitude Era. But he was, he uh, was literally everything. He was a wrestler. He was a commentator. He was a referee. Mm-hmm. Referee the first WrestleMania instead of Muhammad Ali yes. because he wanted to actually like get in involved in fight. Yeah. Yep. I mean, he was the stooge. Like he has done pretty much every, he's an agent backstage. He's mm-hmm. done every role there every is. Every role. I mean, he's had 50 years in the business for crying out loud. How many more jobs do you need after 50 plus years in the wrestling business? Yeah. Oh, also, he he brought it up in his limo ride that he is responsible for the creation of the Royal Rumble, which yep. is another thing that just, what a what a career for that guy. Howard Finkel came up with WrestleMania. Yeah. The, the name for WrestleMania. Yeah. yeah. Um, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Oh, I knew one of you was going to do it. I I left a second for him. No, yeah, I wanted to leave it for him. Yeah. He took it. He took ha- it. Hall of Famer. Speaking of the Royal Rumble, the winner of the very first Royal Rumble, um, and whenever he's on TV, he's the most over guy in any crowd because they're just doing the whole chant. Yeah, he, mean, he was elect- He was on Raw. Yeah, and and Jimmy Hart was yeah. on the pre-show and post-show for Raw. They're they're, they're, they're plugging Legends House for mm-hmm. sure. And you want to talk about a guy for to be uh, to show how anti-American you are? You put Hacksaw Jim Duggan up there and get Rusev on there. Absolutely. It was a very smart idea to plug both things. Yeah, and you see a very different side of Hacksaw in this show. You see the the businessman, the real man, the, instead of the the articulate guy, the, the articulate father. guy, the smart guy, the guy who wears a fancy suit. I mean, there's something to hacksaw that people really haven't taken into account that they're going to get a look at in this show. When I saw him wearing a blazer, I was confused. <laughs> right? <laughs> Why is he not wearing a shirt? And where is his two by four? Where yeah. is it? Where's plank? He, where, where, <laughs> where, where's his American flag? And finally, Rowdy Rowdy Piper. Again, what more can we say about him? Um, Hall of Famer, you can make the argument and the very strong argument, nobody used a microphone better than him. Mm. Great villain, great, good guy too. One of my favorites. One of my oh, just yeah. In one of the favorites. most hardcore matches of all time, the dog collar match with Greg the Hammer Valentine. Mm-hmm. Just like even if, if people are, oh, ECW is hardcore, you got two guys literally tied to each other with a dog collar. Not any of this gimmick stuff. Just huge chain, dog collar, blood, blood, uh, yeah. Ugly, no. just ugly. Yeah, there that wasn't was a... anything sort of pretty about it. You could watch Sabu in ECW and say, that was kind of pretty. No, man, dog collar is just ugly. <laughs> yeah, no, he gets he deserves all the credit that he... he Damn straight. And, and who better to kind of round all the legends up and give them their assignments than one of the pussycat dolls? 
Is she really? Yeah, she, she, she was a former Pussycat Doll. Ashley Roberts. Ashley Roberts. One of the Pussycat Dolls. You know, the one that wasn't the singer, so no one knew any of the others. I, but, I mean, right. once once I found out that, that, you know, she had a career aside, like, she wasn't just host girl, um, I found her on Twitter, and I, and I tweeted, I'm so sorry that you had to deal with these uh, rambunctious old men uh, the way that... The, God. Was well, your response the only really nice one was Pat Patterson? Isn't that weird? <laughs> no, that's not weird. And I got a comment about that later. Oh, was she, was she responded to you? Uh, no, no, oh. but but just like of, of all of them, Pat Patterson was just kind of the most respectful. Isn't that weird? <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, but I, I felt so sorry. It was like watching a, a a Michael Scott episode of of The Office, where it was just like, oh, don't say that. Just don't <laughs> stop. Just like. Like that's what that's yeah. seemingly what a lot of the interactions from some of the legends. Well, were. I, love, I love Jimmy Hart called her a bimbo. I thought that yeah, was that weird. was that was that came out of nowhere. And and Mean Gene was on like on almost like a a pervish level. <laughs> he's yeah. a man of great internal uh, just conflict because he said in like the first part of the show, I've married forty eight years. I can't imagine rooming with a man, but a tall blonde walks into the room and he's all over. Well, no, he was he was like. Well, I brought my bathing suit. I hope there's some pretty looking women that I could show off to. And then cue Ashley. Christ almighty, like, Minji. That was... <sighs> well, she gives them their first assignment, which is she has a bunch of cakes. And, you know, go on to this super ritzy neighborhood that we got you housed in. And knock on the doors of your neighbors and be like, hey, we're your new neighbor. Can we come in with a camera crew? And... Give you some cake. They must have contacted the, of the neighbors ahead yeah, of yeah, time. Yeah. There's no way they couldn't have. Of course. So they kind of were divided up into teams, and they all had kind of different experiences. Based on rooms, the who they were rooming with. I thought that was a good way of dividing yeah. it up. Whoever mm. you're rooming with, that's your partner. Go, yeah. go, get lost. Um, the most intriguing one to me was, well, first off, the most intriguing room, I think we can all agree, is Piper and Hacksaw together. That's a, that's a weird team. <laughs> Though I do, I do like how everybody's bed. They they don't just have like a photo of them in their glory days. They have like a themed backdrop. Like Piper's is plaid. Hacksaw's is a bunch of two by fours, like laid mm-hmm. out. I think I think that's that's just kind of a cool little. Set Tony's set is a picture thing. of him, and then the arms <laughs> extending out past the frame. Perfect. Yeah, that's really cool. That was really fun. Um, but yeah, I thought it was funny because all of a sudden Piper and Hacksaw are in this person's house talking with the kids and everything like that. And the whole time, um, I, Hacksaw is like telling the kids to say these things to Piper. They're kind but of going back and forth. You, it gives him the dog treat. Yeah. yeah. Hacksaw and Piper are the tag team of this show. They really are. They're just ribbing each other, but they're always together, and they really, really respect each other. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a cool thing to see amongst guys who are so established. It's the mutual respect and the fact that they don't mind ribbing each other. A lot. <laughs> well, I mean, it like hearing Piper go, "Oh, that's not cool." Like so, like the the kind of with the 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 just like, the oeuvre like, that he the, has. Like it just, seems we're we're watching, thinking like, okay, in three seconds he's going to snap and throw a kid through the window. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> But thankfully, he does not. He yeah. likes kids. I don't think he finds them threatening, and that's good for them. Yeah. <laughs> good for them, indeed. Um, so then, after they all went to the houses, they go back to the their house. Pat is going to treat them to a nice dinner. He's going to make this cabbage... Cabbage roll? Thank you. Cabbage roll. A cabbage roll. And the other guys don't realize that those take several hours to make. I don't think anybody knows. I never heard of a cabbage roll until I watched this show. I don't know. 
It's a, I guess it's a Montreal thing. I guess. Yeah. Uh, so needless to say, everyone is getting super hungry and waiting forever for these. And then they just end up kind of doesn't. Um, well, then Ra- Piper has the battle with the blender. Yeah. 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 That was that morning when he's just like, there's no, there's no blend button. Oh, that's with the morning, not the oh, night. I'm sorry. And, and Hexo's <laughs> just sitting there like he tries once or twice and then he just sits back and he just starts watching. He tries to call other people into the room to watch Piper versus the blender. <laughs> uh, that, that WrestleMania 31, that's your main event. Yes. Yeah. So, so between them being annoyed, like we don't know what to do for food that night. And then the next day, Piper is freaking out about the blender. Basically they wake up hungry. Yeah. Yeah. So they need to relax. They need to meditate. They need to clear their mind. And who better to clear one's mind than someone who doesn't possess one? <laughs> yeah, and that I'm talking about the one and only Gary Busey. That was one of the most awkward introductions because really nobody really knew who Busey was. And Busey well, a couple really, people did. Right, but, but Pat then Busey didn't know who they were. But Piker, Piper had the line. Piper said, what is Gary Busey gonna give us motorcycle lessons? <laughs> oh thing. my god! I can't believe he said that. No, but I like oh how I like how they kept the take of of Pat Patterson calling him Gary Busick. <laughs> Just like this guy is a Gary Busick. Here's I never a, heard of him before. Little known, little known fact: they did thirty takes of that. That was the best one. Yeah, I believe oh, it. I totally god. believe it. No. Yep, yep. That's mean, Gene. But yeah, so <laughs> Busey, Pat Patterson. Well, whoever Busey is. Trying to motivate them. The, what, who better of a motivational speaker than Gary Busey? Um, and Tony Atlas is buying everything he says. This, a, this guy's amazing. You know what? I mean, Gary Busey honks at geese to, to cure boredom. I'm just like, this may seem a little bored. That's... I don't want to do that. I, I honk at geese. And I was just like, <laughs> makes, it makes sense to me. I get there, it. I'm not bored anymore. <laughs> Yeah. I'm just afraid because you know they you know they're gonna want to put him like as a special guest on a Raw at some point soon now because of this. Do it! No, I want to see Gary Busey no. bite somebody. No, he's got them choppers, man. Bam, bam. Those are the veneers. Busey bite. The Busey bite. What's wrong? <laughs> they have Gary Busey on a on Legends House. That's what's wrong. That's a good point. This whole segment Honestly, was just like uh. he, he really fit well into all these guys. It was it was just odd how he just kind of he didn't didn't Gary Busey him. seem like the most like a wrestler out of all of them? And but then he then he got to the psychological part, right. and that's where it was completely just yeah. And and then that's where all of a sudden Tony Atlas and Hacksaw started having a little. Um, a little argument around the altercation, uh, just a, a disagreement on points of view. As yeah, it turned out. yeah, it was it was very it was a very small, just sort of a misunderstanding. Like they were both they were both kind of saying the same thing, but in different languages. Kind it, of, see, yeah. kind of, yeah, and and just neither one of them would really understand or accept the other one's. Yeah, opinion. it was just, just really that's awkward. How it's gonna be? Yeah. These guys are are they're older. And they're set in their ways, and they're just not going to accept anything else other than what they have to say. That's just how it goes. But yeah, then Busey talks about the whole the whole character thing. He's like when I played a movie, you know, I left that on the set, and that's when that's that got Piper heated. Piper real hot. tore that whole idea apart because he was absolutely correct. You as a wrestler, you can't just leave that behind. I mean, you're, no, you you are what you are. 
you as a as a wrestler you get one role to play mm-hmm. and that's it as an actor you put on many hats you are many different things as a wrestler you are remembered as one thing and you have to be that thing in order to evoke emotion from whoever whoever you encounter in the street you want them to have a positive reaction of who you are so you you have to be that person uh, just like Piper said if, yeah. if someone came up and said are you Joshua you would not be Joshua you would be Busey but I am Piper I was going to say, who's Joshua? That is the role that Gary Busey played in the very first Lethal Weapon, where he put Uh, the lighter under his arm. Yeah, that's what he was talking. He was talking about that. He's like, yeah, I played this character, and then when the the shoe was over. That was it. I was, was done. I took anymore. off the I took off the outfit well, yeah. and the makeup, and that was it. Well, you're, you're, no, you're right. As far as you know, in the life of a wrestler, you have to be that role, and the more you embrace it, the more you become it, and the more people believe it. Absolutely, and believing is the most important thing you can do as a wrestler. Yep. If you make people believe, then they will embrace you. And it's not even ju- it's not just wrestlers. It's the referees, the commentators, the managers. All of them have to take a part in it. But obviously, the wrestlers are. You know, the ones in that spotlight. Front and center. But, you know, everyone else helps enhance that to help everyone believe. Very true. Um, and, yeah, and Busey doesn't get that. No, and, and but, but you can understand that he doesn't. Absolutely. He tries to understand the concept, but he fails. And But that's his shortcoming because of his point of view. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then episode one ends with the guys all getting drunk at night. Piper... You know, he's given up on booze. He's been sober for a while. He's been clean. And good for him. this is you know making what? him go crazy. Yeah. Like, and I can 100% understand why that's the case. Yeah. and To stay away from alcohol is a, a very difficult thing when you have nothing else to occupy your time. But he was almost kind of almost acting like serial killer crazy. No, mm. not serial killer. No. Just, just busybody. He's got to get out. He's got to get away from these people who are drinking so that he himself does not succumb to drinking himself. Yeah, so it's difficult. the first episode ends with Piper sneaking out of the house, even though the camera crew was with him, yeah. and, um, and kind of like walking down the street and kind of talking about how he might leave the show. Yeah, he just kept saying, like, not, this isn't foot, cool. On foot, I assume. Yeah, not by, cool. on foot, leaving all this stuff and just walking out. Yeah. In a bathrobe. Why not? Whatever. Hey, he had a Coke. He was fine. He could last for a little <laughs> while. Yeah. Uh, and so that ends episode one, and that leads us into episode two, the cart before the horse. And Piper eventually kind of comes to his senses, being like, you know, I'm, he's going to tough it out and go through this. Walks back in the house, kind of resting in his room and Hacksaw comes in, kind of talks with him, calms him down a little bit. And their relationship is, it's really like, I want these two in a sitcom because they pull pranks on each other. Then they get along great. Then they have a disagreement. Then they pull a prank on one another. Then they have a serious heart to heart. It's like, it's like a more adult full house. They're wrestling's odd couple. Sort of. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I think if you pair anybody with Piper, though, it would be an odd couple. I mean, he's, uh, yeah. he's described on this show as being the loner. He is the loner. No one should should hang out with Piper because he's he's so wild. He's a wild man. And while that's true, I mean, Hacksaw, I think he looks up to Piper. He really oh, definitely. Does. And, I, and it's it's really great to see two guys get along like that. Well, they they both, you know, worked side by side for so many years. And so... 
they might have not been like close when they were traveling and everything like that because there were different areas on the card. Piper was normally up towards the main event. Hacksaw was kind of in the mid card for most of his career. Uh, so in a way, you can say Hacksaw kind of looked up to Piper because he, you know, and even even he Hacksaw kind of explains that on the show that when he was coming in, Piper was at the top, and it's difficult for for a guy in the middle and a guy at the top to really connect when mm-hmm. they're on the road so very often. But I think now they have a chance, and and Hacksaw can show Piper what he really meant to him while they were coming up, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So. Everyone finally, you know, gets some sleep. Hillbilly Jim is then woken up by the maid. Uh, <laughs> hey, man. After a lot of work from the maid. what but, She was really trying to be polite. In, in and, his defense, yeah. he had earplugs in. Yeah. He had his eyes Face mask. covered. He, he was ready to knock out for as long as humanly yeah. possible. But, but then the best thing about Hillbilly Jim, it just shows how nice of a guy he is. This woman... You know, woke up, woke him up because you know she had to do her job, mm-hmm. and you would think a guy that size and everything, he'd be pissed that he suddenly got woken up unexpectedly by a vacuum. But he was like, "No, sweetie, you go ahead and do your job. I'm just going to stay right here. <laughs> I'm going I'm to lay here. I don't want to get in your way." <laughs> yeah, just like, <laughs> oh my god, you're such a nice guy. Yeah, that, <laughs> I mean, is. I I wonder if there will be anything in the show that could break. Hillbilly Jim's kindness. We find we find like the one thing that pisses him off. The one small and thing. And it's going to be something like penguins. It's going to be just some some random well, no, thing. Innocuous. I mean, th- there's an episode coming up. I think it's the the next week's episode where like they him and Tony make all of the southern food, like uh, grits, mm-hmm. chitlins, like all that stuff, and everybody's just like, "Oh, so maybe like directly kind of insulting his way of life." When he was a kid, maybe, or he's just like, eh, more for me. Like, that's the thing yeah. is he could go either way, yeah. like, but probably yeah. just the nice guy He'll, way. Yeah, it's probably going to be, he's probably going to say something like, well, you know, everyone's entitled to their opinion. Some like it, some don't, whatever. <laughs> I'm going to get exact- a better servant on my plate. Yeah. That's exactly <laughs> what I expect from Hillbilly Jim. Gosh, just amazing yeah. man. It's just, he's so calming watching him on television. It's, it's an incredible effect. Teach me. Yes. Teach us, <laughs> Hillbilly. Teach us. Hillbilly, your come ways. here and teach us your ways of good manners. I yes. would I would be dead in my seat if he came here and taught <laughs> us his ways. I don't think he could fit in this room. <laughs> no. we'd, we'd find a way. We'll kick Mark out or something. Yeah. Only one tall guy. Per, you know, like, well, he's taller than you, so you yeah. would be second fiddle easily. Yeah. Well, uh, you kept it southern. And yes. I mean, we're both fairly. You're taller than me, but I mean, I'm, I'm not. Oh, no, he's short, like. Huh? Yeah, I mean, well, he is huge. Yeah. He's, he's like big six man. eight type. Huge. Well, I mean, build, build at six seven. Build, so okay. about now in his life, he'd be about six five, six four and a half. We're still looking up to him. Yeah, Absolutely. and he could snow snap us like a twig. Bless him. Maybe, although he wouldn't want to. No, he'd be. <laughs> so no. there's there's a threat gone away. You know what? If he did, he'd apologize before and after he did it. Absolutely. <laughs> and make sure your family was well taken care of after you were snapped in half. <laughs> he'd pay your medical bills too. Yes. Uh, so theoretical Ash- hillbilly Jim is awesome, <laughs> like the nicest guy ever. Seriously, Ashley comes to the house, and all the guys are like, "Oh, it's a woman again." Good morning, Ashley. <laughs> that's that's the tone that I hear, and they're all, "Good morning, Ashley," but it's like, no. And just mean gene making eyebrows at Ashley. I've yes. been married for yes. forty years, but hello, <laughs> Ashley. Terrible. Stop it. Yeah. Uh, she lets the guys know that they are going to play polo 
today. And Tony Atlas goes nuts because he is terrified of horses. I don't blame him. They're huge animals. I guess Tony Atlas doesn't like anything bigger or stronger than him. And there's not many things on the planet that are. Horses are one of them. (laughs) (laughs) They can't flex, but I know they're stronger. I just know. <laughs> he talks like tea talks, like in our head. He really yeah, is. He does. <laughs> I pity the full 69. Follow on Twitter. Absolutely. If you don't, that's really funny. No joke. Oh, no. I mean, he's, he's sent me tweets before. There he's a funny go. guy. Oh, yeah, he's a he, uh, pony for one of your rose shirts. That's right. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're working on a deal. Classic tea. Dang it. Rose shirt for a pony. Oh, God. Polo. Polo. <laughs> but, yeah, going to polo. So, Tony's freaking out. Thinking that he's going to die. Like, he's <laughs> going to fall, fall off the horse and get kicked in the head and die while being filmed for a reality show. What a way to go. Yeah, that. I mean, if there was a way to go, that'd be it. Hey, be man, nine ninety nine a month. I'd get Tony Atlas <laughs> being kicked in the head on the horse. That's awful. And you get it on demand. You yeah, you can watch it over and over again. Rewind, Just scrub go, it back. Jeez. <laughs> We're going to hell. Um, but so they arrive at the field. And thank oh Tony, very pleased to find out they will not be riding horses. They will be on golf carts being driven by polo golf professional golf cart drivers. Professional Whatever. golf cart polo but I want players. Females. Like Palm Springs isn't that far away. Can we like go and sign up for that and do that? that because that would like- be Awesome. If we Actually, did, I think on the way to your next show, we this Saturday. might be able to. We probably <laughs> stop could. off for a game of on your golf way to Indio, California. Stop off in in beautiful Palm Springs and play some golf cart polo. Yeah, you can stop at that supermarket where uh, Pat Patterson asked if that that, that butcher counter oh, liked to play with meat. The beefy butcher. Um, yeah, that we yeah. we should try to find out and get all the AfterBuzz wrestling hosts. To do a polo match and find a way to film it. That would be sweet. That would be so cool. (laughs) Roya, you heard it here first. We have to make that happen. Write it down. Find a way. I'm giving you the power. The polo grounds in uh, Palm Springs, California. After Buzz Showdown. I know they got a good golf course out there. It must be somewhere near there. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So... And then I love, though, with Tony Atlas kind of being, like, relieved that they're on horses. Then you see a few of the other legends that be like... Did you really think they were going to give us horses? Like, there's no way yeah, they, they would have horses. Nobody knows how to ride a horse. Like, Why would they, they put us on horses? Here you go. Right. Uh, oh, yeah. Especially, could you imagine poor Mean Gene? Or Fink? <laughs> no, or the Fink. poor horse The poor Fink. horse that the Fink gets left with? He'd, the get, po- it. He'd get a donkey. <laughs> the poor horseman. <laughs> it's not like this. It's like this because they're being weighed down. The poor horseman. Oh, my God. <laughs> hashtag, hashtag poor, poor horseman. horseman. <laughs> um, so... They get divided into teams. Mm. Or they get to pick teams. Oh, yeah. They were captains. Right. And, they, you know, they, they pick their teams. And then they go. And apparently, at the end of the first half, there was a little scoring controversy. Um, I don't remember off the top of my head which team. One of the teams scored, but... It was... Which uh, one was the red or hold blue? Hold on. It was the blue team scored two points where the red scored one. And red was uh, raising uh, the problem that one of their horses... Broke down in the middle of the game. That's a power play. Well, I mean... I guess they don't have power plays in polo. Apparently in polo, the way the ruling is, if one of your horses becomes injured mid-play, they play it as a a no-go. Yeah. No, they explained that. And and see, to me, that seems odd because, like, for example, in football and basketball, if a player goes down, 
plague continues until the ref stops it for like a turnover or a team calls a timeout or something along those lines. Yeah, but if a horse goes down, like it takes a lot to either get the horse back up if they can't get up on their own power or there's a possibility if it's limping that it might fall and and but take out another horse. It's a golf cart. Yes, it's but not a horse. they were using they were using the polo rules with right, the horse. So right. And it's okay. Thinking I, in that it makes sense. I think it's okay that they value horses more than people. I think people are really way overrated. And horses are, are cool. He's listening to Busey again. I am. I got Busey in this year, right here. Horses are cool, man. You People do, you are do, right. It says B here. We, 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 yeah, we have the same, like, we're hearing the same stuff in our headphones, and there's no Gary Busey there. You're just imagining it. Instead, of, it, instead of R, it says B. So, I mean, mm. he might have, like, hacked it or something. Busey. Hacker hobo. All right, well, after they get the golf cart fixed, you know, they so they end up taking off that goal. They were and it's play. even. It's one one red after the half. Perfect one, one red blue after the half. And and then it eventually goes to a shootout, <laughs> which is very entertaining. A polo golf cart shootout, where it was the red team won. Correct? Am I wrong on that? I have a fifty fifty no, no, shot. No, final point blue. Okay, see, I had a fifty fifty shot and I got it wrong. Scores it. It's. I, I've been running around today. Um, so yes, yeah, hacksaw no, yeah, scores. Hacksaw scores the winning goal. And then thus, then the losing team, their reward for losing is they get to clean up a bunch of horse manure. Which is unfair because they took Mean Gene's gimmick. He was complaining. <laughs> yeah, that was so ah, good. It's like they the, took my gimmick. the hammer, the hammer gimmick. falls out of his hands. Like, they, they, uh, they took my gimmick. They took my gimmick. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what the hell to call it. That is my, uh, wrestling my, speak uh, 101, uh, baby. They uh, took my uh, gimmick. My gimmick. <laughs> my gimmick. That's hilarious. You know, the gimmick. The no, I. gimmick. I'll, I'll keep it. I popped very, very hard for that. I, I kind of, I, I was one of those moments where I watched it and I'm like, wait, did he just, oh no, rewind. He did just call it a gimmick. <laughs> he just called it a gimmick. He just calls a gimmick like several dozen times. My, my, gi- they, my gimmick. My gimmick. They, 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 my gimmick. They took my gimmick even though he like dropped it. <laughs> or it got caught under somebody else's wheel. Yeah. Uh, so so then the losing team cleans the, the horse kennel and Tony Atlas makes amends. With the horse. Very happy. And Mark that. just snorted. It was so Tony Atlas, bless him. He's having, he's having the, so far, the, I mean, these first two episodes, he's having all of the fun that he could possibly have. Mm-hmm. And, and to be if able to. Eddie Murphy laugh. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's very riotous. It, it's a very riotous laugh. And, um, it's, it's unfortunate that he, at least with these, there are, Throughout, but with these first two episodes, like he he's been getting some slack. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's just he's just happy to be around friends and and people that he hasn't talked to in years and enjoying the food and the drinks and everything and and getting a chance to like overcome a fear. That's cool. That's really cool to to get that chance. He seems to be really taking full advantage of everything that's offered to him. Just like Fink, in Kudos. terms of like, uh, oh, they have a tennis court, or they have a gym. I'm gonna run around. Yeah. I'm, I'm right. gonna go I'm gonna tennis. do laps. Like, Absolutely. good for him. And and then they find out that they're gonna go to Zumba class. Well, they, they know no, they're going no, to the no, gym. No. They know yeah. they're gonna go to the gym. Fink's, Fink's the most excited, but everyone's kinda like, oh, cool, gym, that's fine. We can go work out. And then they find out they're doing Zumba. I didn't know whether to be excited or scared. I was both. I was both, too. By the end of the segment, it was... Oh, my God. Piper was having a field day with the dancers. Well, well yeah. Most of, well, <laughs> Patterson mean, and me and Gene tapped out and sat in the back. We're like... Or at least Gene was like, oh, yeah. I and mean, Pat didn't get it. Me and Gene is a perv. 
Well, I mean, I mean he, it, he is, but next to Piper, he looked like some sort of monk. Piper comes in and is embracing all the women he can like he has had cabin fever stuck on an island populated by only men. It's like, oh, let me smell ya. Oh. I don't blame him, though. I it really was kind don't. of with that veracity. <laughs> yeah. So I don't blame him. And, and credit to Fink. Wasn't anywhere close to what the moves were. No, but bless but him. he went the whole time. The whole, and he was trying. Yes. The whole point of Zumba is constant motion. Mm-hmm. Constant motion. And he, he pretty much achieved that. So good for him. Yeah. And and Hacksaw was kind of holding his own during it. He was yeah. way off and, and kind of like taking breaks to kind of get back into it, but not at all. Not to punch anybody. Yeah, so exactly. You got to be careful not to strike anyone while in mid-Zumba. Right. So, yeah, it ends... In the, like, I just love seeing all these wrestlers that, you know, we've watched them wrestle 30 minutes, 60 minute matches, cage matches, all these things. And I always see them in a Zumba class, and they're, like, passing out and drenched in sweat. Like, they're more tired from that than the dog collar match. Yeah, but, know? I mean, there's no, like, rest holds in Zumba, though. True. Like, that's the You're thing. right. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I've never done any Zumba. I've watched a lot of it. I've licked plenty of glass watching a Zumba class, but I've, I've never actually participated. That's the worst You thing. licked plenty of glass. Sure. Glass. 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 G-L-A-S-S. Glass. <laughs> But you can, folks, folks. This is how every episode is going to be. Hey, man, it, we're, Honestly, we're, we're the late way, show. We are way cleaner than they are. We're the yeah, late that's show. That's we're true. doing um, a great job. But I'm, um, I, I, I watched when I first watched this episode. Um, since Hobo has a Twitter account, I went to his Twitter and I was just the equivalent of shouting. It was all caps, just like they made them do Zumba. Everybody's kind of creepy and pervy. Fink is amazing. And I just, I had a miniature meltdown. The, the, only, <laughs> the only one who was no threat to any of the ladies was Pat Patterson. That's why he sat down. God help him. He did not care. No. He gave no care at all. He just wished he was on a cruise doing karaoke somewhere. Yeah, and I'm sure we're going to get one. Because oh, uh, he was talking about karaoke in this episode. I think he talks about karaoke in every episode. Doing like a, he wants to go Oh, I love karaoke. I love that cruise. karaoke. I could sing every night. He wants to That's my sing a whole lot of Elton John on a cruise nice. somewhere. Yeah. Yep. I, I mean, we're, we're Pat Patterson is going to sing. On this oh, season. he's got to. We he's can't gotta. stop yeah. him. We got. Uh, I mean, maybe they're saving it for the finale, but he has to sing. And so then the, the night starts to end where they're back home, and Pat and Gene are like, you know what? We're gonna make this great dinner, and then they discover, oh wait, all the meat is frozen. We can't cook it tonight. Oh, well. And apparently no one else knew that they stopped cooking. They didn't tell anybody. Yeah. And Jimmy Hart's no freaking help. We ate a baked potato and a can of white beans. That's, that's all he eats. That's, that's what Jimmy Hart disgusting. eats. That's I'm a freaking hobo and I think that's nasty. That is the secret to his hair. Oh, gross. Baked it's potato starch. and beans. Every day. White beans. Like, they don't even have... Oh, he just poured the can out in the, oh, in the juice. Oh my God. God. I'm going to throw up all over this freaking table. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> the guy is like 150 pounds soaking wet. 
He's and a baked potato and beans every day. I have to admit, in his hair tutorial, he still looked like he was in pretty good shape. <laughs> I'm like, look at him going, you're not, in, you're not that bad. You got muscle, not a whole lot of fat. I mean, granted, all of his weight's in his stomach, but that's just a, the build of an old man. Yeah, I mean, he's been a stick his, his whole life and right. career. And now he's just sort of, it's gathered in the middle, but he's all like skin and muscle. I really got to hand it to him. Yeah. So people are trying to figure out what to do for food. Uh, Piper and Hacks will have an idea. Let's try to find some local restaurant and order delivery or takeout or something Kobe like that. Kobe beef. Yeah, that's the ticket. Kobe oh, yeah, beef yeah, takeout. Kobe beef. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, Kobe beef. I'm sure they deliver. <laughs> the idea, man. Uh, and <laughs> for some reason, they get no cell phone reception. It's the middle of the desert, but Honestly, you figured they'd hook them up with something. I, like I've a micro cell. I've been stuck out there before. There ain't nothing. There ain't nothing in the middle of Palm Springs. Don't, can't they order online? They, you have they, to need cell reception to get that anyway. or, or, or but Wi-Fi. They, but they, it might have it might have computers. been a situation like a regular like a like a reality show where it's like oh yeah you, you're cut off you just have to deal with each other because if they all have the internet they could just sit back and do uh, watch yeah. be That's on the internet point. as opposed to being forced to you know commune with each other. Well, while Piper and Hacksaw are trying to figure out how to get food, Atlas, you know, and and the rest of them they kind of figure yeah they kind of figure out. Oh, we can take this food and grill some of it. Right. And kind of had this barbecue feast. And all of a sudden, everyone's happy. And everyone's very thankful to Tony for coming up with and doing all the grilling and cooking he was for the everyone. Only one, he was the one who came together with the idea. And, he said, well, we got chicken. We got barbecue sauce. Let's freaking make this thing happen. And, and it he, doesn't matter if it's frozen. Thank you, Tony. He cooked. He served it. He cleaned up. Like, he was doing everything for everyone. He was mm-hmm. the man of the hour. Yeah. And, and like, Hacksaw... Made sure he took a minute because they had kind of had a little dispute in the last episode. Mm-hmm. Wanted to kind of pull him aside and thank him and talk about how great dinner was. And That's cool, man. It was very nice. Yeah, it was a nice I really thing. dig that. That's yeah. a nice thing. And I think that was legitimate. I don't know if he had to do that or not, but it, I don't know. It seemed like it was a real moment. Yeah. I dig it. Yeah. I dig the show. I mean, it's, it's, it's one of those. It's a complete guilty pleasure show. It really is. Definitely, absolutely oh, yeah. a guilty pleasure. Like show. the the Legends of Wrestling roundtable that they did on like WWE twenty four seven, the pay per view channel. Yeah, now that they have them all on the network, I've been rewatching them again, and that's one thing. But like, uh, like they addressed at the the dinner after the polo match, like how many times are we going to talk about the old days and the career before we can just kind of talk like people because <laughs> mean gene was sitting at the head of the table and let it like he, it was a round table yeah, he moderated dinner uh, the first <laughs> wrestlemania <laughs> pat patterson you you were very important and like it was just like i've seen this conversation before and you can watch it for 9.99 a month on the wwe yeah. network yeah. yeah it'd be it'd be like us in here you know and i sounded like hobo Tell us about that time you won the Pixel Pro Wrestling Championship. Oh, don't, I don't want to hear that It was a fantastic day. I <laughs> fought I against great odds. I came from behind, and I managed to, to squeak out a victory by, by mere minutes because it was an Iron Man match. I managed to get the last fall, and oh, it, was, it was a great day in my life. I got to admit, I, it was quite amazing. <laughs> it wasn't. It was, just, it was just a gimmick. He didn't actually want you to retell the story, or I didn't want you to retell the story, but that's thanks okay. for the setup. He asked and I answered, and that's the only thing that matters because I've got gold, baby, gold. I didn't, I didn't mind hearing the story. I mean, and one of these days, before, I'm going to make a proclamation. Proclamation? Before the end of this season of Legends House, one of those belts is going to be over here. 
It depends on how much longer the season is. That's a good point. If the season ends next week, then I might be in trouble. <laughs> I mean, it was a it was a pilot season essentially. Yeah, so right. It was short. I said, but I, I we may be getting a second one so. with different folk. That would make it real interesting. Yeah, I would like to see some returners. Though. I would like to see Piper do this again. Tony too, maybe well, Tony. Billy. I'd like to see a lot of these guys return if there's a second. Season. I want this, I want the season finale to be a twist and be all of a sudden they're thinking like you know they're all packing up and saying their goodbyes. Ashley shows up and be like, oh by the way, you're here for four more months. Nobody's leaving alive. <laughs> But the shot was like back in 2009. <laughs> so, like, well, they've just been sitting in a house waiting whatever. for it to get picked up. It's a gimmick, yes. man. It's a gimmick. And well, then all of a sudden they were like, oh, you guys can leave, but the last one in the house wins $100,000. What? <laughs> I could do a lot with $100,000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there are a lot of different ways we can say how the next season goes. But that wraps up these first two episodes of Legends House. And we're going to be doing more of these and we're going to have fun. I can already tell this is going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be fun. <laughs> then we want to thank Prohibition and Encino for <laughs> for hosting our little our get together before this show. What, one of so my favorite places for burgers. And notes. Yeah, burgers. My favorite place for burgers. The <laughs> Fat Tony is my favorite burger there. Right. They know how to make a chicken breast. I'll tell you that much. They do. What's the Fat Tony? I can't remember the Fat Tony. Um, it's you know like they're they're you can get beef or turkey patty. <laughs> Yeah, um, and <laughs> put a local discussion about a place. We're gonna get Why a not? goddamn gift Why card not? out of this one way or another. Why not? Um, uh, fried jalapenos, Ooh. onion strings, oh, yeah. pepper jack cheese. I think it was pepper jack, mm. and they have some type of um, like chipotle spread on it Ooh, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's excellent. A little heat. Yeah, it's good. But until next time, because we're gonna probably go there next week and eat beforehand as well. Oh yeah. Um, in the meantime, hobo, how can our legion of Legends House fans reach out to you? Oh, the Legion can find me at True Hobo on Twitter and at ProWrestlingTees.com. They can pick up a swanky shirt. Now, you got a video this week on on uh, our TV show, Soapbox Car TV, which they can check out on the YouTube. What did you cover this week? Uh, well, you can find me on Twitter so you can uh, complain about it uh, at Soapbox Mark. <laughs> but uh, I talked this week about how everybody should let the Attitude Era go. Whoa. And that it really didn't give us that. It gave us more negative than positive. And people who fell off of wrestling because you got too lame, they don't deserve to be counted among us. Forget the Attitude forget Era? Forget the Attitude Era. I, and forget correct. that title. I'm going to need to watch this just to see your reasoning. Because right now, I disagree with it you. It sounds completely absurd. It does, I but agree. I'll have to watch it and find out. And you could follow me on Twitter, at CRosieVOC. And like Hobo was talking about a little earlier, if you're around the Indio, California area, this Saturday, May 17th, it's a two-day event, May 17th and 18th, Alpha Omega Wrestling's Pride of the Ring, their annual two-day tournament. But the main event of night one, for the first time in my eight-and-a-half-year wrestling career, I've done everything in wrestling except wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> that's, and that's a hell of a trick. I that is trick. I, I've built rings. I've held cameras. I've refed. I've ring announced. I've commentated. I've managed. I've done it all except wrestle. And this Saturday, I will be stepping in the ring for the very first time in a five-on-five -five elimination match. I'm a little nervous, but my team is a team of giants. And... I'm going to... Is it the Monsters? I have the Monsters. Holy. I have J.J. Steele. Oh. And I have Jeremy Yeager on my team. That's like that's like a, a ton of metric 
ton yeah, of human no, you, beings. You got they some are good total people combined on your weight side. of a metric ton. And I'm going to walk out of Alpha Omega Wrestling, the new owner, not a champion. I'm going to own the damn place. I so, mean, with the team you got, I believe you. So if you're in that area, feel free to either cheer or boo me. More people boo me there. Um, I don't know why, but hope to see you there. Thanks so much for tuning in to Legends House this week for The Hobo and Soapbox Mark Donica. I'm Christian Rosenberg. We will see you later. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later. later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only. Do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.